Chances are you've read something by today's broadcast guest. She's been published in a number of journals like Seizure, Going Down Swinging, and is one of the brains behind Canberra's literary collective, Scissors Paper Pen. Meet Rosie Stevens, a champion of bed desks as workspaces. My name is Rosanna Stevens, or Rosie Stevens, and I am currently living in Canberra, but I'm originally from the Blue Mountains, up at the top of the mountains. Um, in the lovely Wentworth Falls. I am a fiction writer, a non-fiction writer and a poet, but I would never call myself a poet. And I've spoken to some other people who write poetry about this, uh, people who write poetry who write other things as well, and they'll often say that the one thing they won't say that they are is a poet. No, I don't know if it's because they feel as though they should be different to be a poet, suffer differently or be more driven by only writing poetry. There are so many impassioned poets who live for poetry and you know maybe we just feel like we're doing a disservice to those people. <laughs> I love beds as working spaces. So many people say that you shouldn't you shouldn't work where you sleep. I think that's the biggest load of crap because I love sitting on a soft mattress with my laptop on my lap, burning my legs so I have to put a pillow underneath it. We've all been there. And then eventually your butt kind of goes numb, then you have to shuffle around a little bit, and then eventually you realise that like sheets are sticking to you, and then you get up and you make some food and you go back to bed. Like the bed just really times your workload for you in so many ways. I love beds. Bed writing has an interesting story. Okay, so really honestly how I got into writing in my bed is because of my undergraduate degree. I was studying at UTS and I was living in the Blue Mountains and so I would study on the train for two hours there to university and two hours back and then I'd pretty much go to bed. Um, and so I'd often find that to be most time efficient I would probably just wake up, do my work in my bed, get on the train, do my work, go to university, get on the train, do my work, come home, eat dinner, and then hang out in my bed. Um, and then it just became a habit. And I can't really speak for whether it's a very positive habit to have, but unfortunately, um, I can't work in the bed anymore. I have a lovely partner who very much needs her sleep. Um, so the bed has gone out the window. So I work in cafes a lot um, and I work in my thesis office at the ANU. Um, and I'm dreaming of a desk in a study in my own house at some point in time. Cafes are really interesting. Um, because the background noise is often really conducive to writing nonfiction for some reason and it also puts me in some kind of imaginative lull where I don't feel obliged to be present anymore. I can kind of just get involved with whatever's on my screen. But the danger of a cafe is running into people, particularly in Canberra, the danger of a cafe is you run into people that you know. <laughs> When I get into a really busy setting that's without nature, I end up being burrowing into my own head. And so even though I'll be being social, 
I'm deeply introverted inside and I think everything I'm saying is probably just gibberish. Um, so nature is really, really important to the way that I write and where I write. And I find that a lot of the music that I listen to when I'm in those environments is also really related to nature. So um, Ross Edwards is a composer who I'm a huge fan of and he spent much of his life and has spent, he's still alive, he's a fabulous composer, um, really fascinated by insect noises um, and the erratic patterns of cicadas and all these other insects and a lot of insects he has found start unanimously and then they'll halt unanimously, but there isn't always a definitive pattern in the way that we know patterns. So we might know a pattern to be one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, and then a stop. But with cicadas or any other insect, it might be one, two, three, four, five, three, four, five, one, two, three, and there's nothing regular about that very regular rhythm because it's constant and the insects know when to join in and when to cease. Um, so it's very hypnotic. And particularly with cicadas, I find it both entrancing but also incredibly oppressive because it's inescapable. Often when I'm in a, at home in the Blue Mountains and the, the cicadas are pulsing, I'll think of Ross Edwards being fascinated by that sound. Um, and it just reminds me of the music of those environments and I guess that kind of swoops me up into an imaginative world and then nothing around me really matters anymore. We all have this horrible New Year anxiety. If it passes and you're asleep, nobody cares. You're like, oh well, it happened, I was asleep, I woke up the next morning, I didn't have a hangover. I'm fine, and now I will get on with the next day. Staying up until midnight brings about this anxiety, you know, who am I going to kiss, or what am I going to do, or what am I going to be thinking about, or what's the first song I'm going to hear in 2014, or what's the first thing I'm going to say in 2014. So I'd like to try and control that. So in this particular year I'd gone down to Sydney because the rest of my family had planned to have lives on New Year's Eve and I had not. Um, and my friend Kate, who lives in Sydney, had also not planned anything and we both kind of agreed that we didn't like this whole New Year's concept. So I went to her apartment and I told her my secret way of celebrating the New Year, which is to do something that reflects the new the year to come. And we ended up talking about the fact that I, I was, I am, and I was a life drawing model. And we ended up talking about that and what she wanted to do in the new year and that she might want to do life drawing modeling. And she said to me, the one thing I'm, I'm really afraid of is being naked around other people. Like to me, that's always had a really kind of sexual connotation to it. So I find it really difficult to be naked around people. Mm -hmm. um, and I said, right, well, we're gonna have to bring in the new year naked then. You and I are going to sit at this table with champagne in Newtown and we're going to bring in the New Year stark naked. So yeah, we brought in the New Year. I, I had to write. I had to bring the New Year writing. It was a terrible year, by the way. But, you know, we brought in the New Year sitting at her table in her house writing naked. I spoke to my friend about it afterwards and I said, you know, did it actually change the way you felt about being naked? And she said, yeah, because you were okay with being naked. And this is the thing about being naked or doing anything remotely weird. If you do it with conviction, other people, conviction is contagious. If you can do it with conviction, other people will begin to do it with conviction.
I have this idea of the ideal workspace and for me it's as follows. It's a double bed with a single mattress on it and then all of the rest of the bed space are crates and like wooden boxes that I can put things in. So I can still have my bed space but I also have my bookshelf available in front of me and hidey hole for my laptop computer and kind of it, it's kind of its own cubby house that to me is my ideal workspace I don't care where it is I have my pillows I will have my books I will have my music I will be a happy lady that was Rosie Stevens thanks for listening to this writer's podcast you can stay up to date with all our happenings by checking out our website the writer's block Net. And if you have any suggestions, just get in touch. 